0: Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison here to tell you Geico has more than just great savings. Much more. Geico has been around for more than 75 years, back when they were using Morse code. Sorry, that's just my sense of humor. What's more, with Geico you get 24-7 access to licensed agents on the app, online, or over the phone. So you can talk to them at night or in the morning. So forevermore, just know that no other auto insurer has more more than Geico. More power to you. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.
2: (laughs) You are just being absurd. You're, you're, you, you. Can you, can you answer the question? uh, No, hold on. I will, but not yet. You so severely underestimate what Harry Kane does on the pitch, and you so severely overestimate what Solomon Rondon can ever do. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, here for two times in a row. For a couple of, for in the first time in the last couple months uh, and with me as always is andrew laird uh, unfortunately we could not track down john wallen uh because i'm now back in first place in uh, the fantasy uh, the taga premier division uh and it's unfortunate andrew but uh at least at least we have one and two here right
1: yeah that's all all we can really ask for when we do a monday morning john's got like a real job i mean not that you don't have a real job but I'm not sure how real it really is. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> so Monday, Friday morning podcast is a little tough for most people. This is obviously my job, so I'm I'm at work right now, but I get to talk to you for my job.
2: Yeah, uh, to to borrow a uh... <laughs> <laughs> so basically, like you don't have a real job, I have a semi-real job, and John Wallen has the real job.
1: Yes, that's exactly that's exactly how I would put it. I definitely don't have a real job. This is somebody asked me once if this was like, this sounds really not how I wanted to send, but somebody was like, Oh, you like basically watch sports and write about fantasy sports for a living. Like, is that, was that your dream job? And I'm like, this job did not exist when I, when I was in a part of my life where I dreamed of having jo- like better, cool jobs. Like literally it, the idea that, that the, that somebody could write about fantasy sports just, It just didn't exist when I was growing up. And so, uh, no, it was not my dream job.
2: If you ever want to have a room full of perplexed faces, I'll I'll suggest to you. uh, So basically, we're going to start a segment here of how Mike is really awkward in social environments, because we started that a little bit last week with a little hidden track. If you if you uh, (laughs) if you stayed on to the end there, I was going to
1: say, I'd like to plug that again, like if you're a regular listener of this podcast and you did not listen to the story that's after the music at the end of of our last podcast please do because I I still find it hilarious
2: so in this week's installment maybe a double installment now this (laughs) week of how Mike is really socially awkward occasionally uh enough to necessitate a once a week thing maybe um so when I was being onboarded at my semi-real job that I have um I was asked like you know, so like getting to know you thing, like, if you could switch places with one person professionally, who would you pick? And I said Stu gotts And and for those who don't know, he is the co host of the Dan Lebetard show on ESPN, which is a show that I absolutely adore because they talk very little sports, even though they're a sports show. Um and I just I looked across the room. I knew no one was gonna get it. I looked across the room. And I think more people thought that I was calling everyone a dick or a penis more Mm. than actually referring to an actual human being. So then I had to explain it. And then it got even worse, right? I was like, no, I didn't mean like the the slang. There's an actual person. His name is anyway. Uh, That's how you get a room full of professional people thinking you're absolutely strange in about five seconds.
1: Mm. I bet. I bet. That is pretty awkward. (laughs) Onboarding also sounds like you work on like a cruise ship.
2: It, I mean I do go from port to port that is true oh, I, I am a cli- I, I am client based so uh, you know I could be in a different city or I could be uh, in a different call a port of call if you will if you did work on a cruise ship what do you think your job would be like what oh, would you want I, to do on a cruise ship I would have to be in the entertainment part I would have to do something with the entertainment like I'd probably be like the sound engineer of the really really bad variety show okay. and I'd want to like pluck my own eyes out with a fork at a certain point right
1: right you wouldn't um, be like a DJ or something like music no. seems like it'd be more on your one of the like well, I, one of the terrible well, yeah. clubs in like a cruise ship yes
2: yes uh, it, it, like if there was like a like a dueling piano bar oh, and yeah. be the person who would I wouldn't be playing but I'd be the person who like makes sure that it sounds good out of the speakers hmm. I and went again to... that means I have to listen to it every single night
1: yeah I've been on a cruise once in my life it was spring break of my senior year of college and they had a it was my first experience with a dueling piano bar and but uh,
2: but not your last it sounds like
1: uh it was not actually um though I probably uh, I think I've gone three times in my life to see one of which was that actually now that I think about it I don't think it was a dueling one I think it was literally just one guy who like dueled himself which sounds (laughs) a little weird now that I've said that um but dueling piano bars those are fun experiences
2: I agree all right. Uh, but not every single night though. No. That's the thing. No, That's yeah. the thing. That's the thing. Most people think it's really cool when they're on the cruise because they're only on the cruise for like, you know, four days, seven days, if yeah. like really like 14 day cruises. But those directors and stuff, they're there all the time. Yeah. The show doesn't change. Right. Like it's the same mix of shows and I'm sure that it gets extraordinarily annoying for them. I would think so. Anyway. Anyway. Let's segue to something more serious. We've had our fun in the beginning. Um, so for those who haven't seen it, it's very graphic. Um, it's very heartwarming to me at, at the end a little bit um, because of the result. It was okay, uh, he wound up being OK. Fernando Torres took a brutal um, I don't want to say it's a brutal headshot and that like someone took a cheap shot at him, but it was just the result of the, the 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 contact to his head was a pretty intense head trauma is what it was being described as Um I'm not here to discuss whether or not it was a legal play or anything like that that's not what my point is. Um so let me set the scene. So Fernando Torres, he goes up for a ball, um he gets struck in the head. He is unconscious in his in, in his descent to the ground in which his head then hits the ground first.
1: It was a it was a head-to-head situation, yeah. right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and my and the, the, again, the, 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 none of what I'm describing to you is what I have you know, thoughts about, um, what happened next was, um, you know, it it was scary, but, um, basically every teammate that was close to him within any close proximity flocked to him. And you saw them like, like manipulating his face and starting like doing stuff to his head. And it was very confusing at first when you first see the video. And then when they described it in the, in the papers, and when you took a look at the video, They were pulling his tongue out of his throat because he was swallowing his tongue. Yeah. And these players, his teammates, were doing it instantaneously as if they were trained to do it. And uh, and the doctors, the team doctors for both sides, I think, praised the players' reactions, and it was a perfect reaction. My question to you, Andrew, not that, like, you know, should the players even be drilled on this stuff because that's – Actually, we could talk about that, too. Should they be drilled? Should they be trained on this stuff? But if they have these kind of protocols in place at a club level, is that because that the system or the leagues have let them down so badly on head injuries that they feel they have to do these things in, in, in the league stead? Or is it just, you know, Atletico trained for everything?
1: Um, This isn't the first time, like that I've seen this like it's hap- it, it does happen like at least once a year that we see this at like guys basically like bite their tongue off or part of it and they and, or they end up just like swallowing it and somebody will go in and do that like I don't think that's uh I don't I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't say that this is something like that they prepare players for like I think it's something that like players I not even players like I think there are people Regular human beings that like know know that that can happen, um, and that have seen it happen, and so like they that's just the way that they respond. So like I, I can't imagine that there is like preparation by Atletico Madrid for their players to say when this happens, this is what you have to do. Like I think it was more of a human response than like a prepared soccer player response. So then so here's I, I, my I don't think the I don't think uh, you know head injury head injuries in soccer are are really I guess weird as it sounds I don't think that's part of this conversation
2: um I'm gonna disagree and I'll say uh, the second the second tier of my question is this if they have all of this knowledge if this happens as often as you say it does often enough that these players know how to react spontaneously in the heat of the moment when they are probably exhausted in the 85th minute at this point too when they're you know they are so on at this point it doesn't it doesn't even matter how how exhausted they are they will turn this switch on because they just know or they, they they've seen it happen before or it's happened enough times where it becomes instinctual right um why is there not better protocol in place for the injuries and how they're handled themselves because what happens too often and you see it in the Premier League all the time uh enough that we joke about it which is kind of awful but you know it can be funny Um, you know, when someone incurs a head injury because of the substitution rules, that player is pressured to try to stay on the pitch, especially if it's like a defender who doesn't normally get substituted. Right. Uh, and it goes against the plan of the substitution plan of the game. Um, why does the sport ignore how serious these injuries can be and try to force these players to stay on the field, knowing the short-term effect and the possible long-term effects of these injuries.
1: Uh, I think you're using a situation that doesn't apply to something else. Like I, if,
2: okay, so I'm just saying like, if
1: you were, if you were at home and, uh, like severely cut your arm, like, a, a huge gash. Like, you you instinctively know to, like, go grab, like, a towel and cover it and put pressure on it. Like, you don't train for that. You, you don't say at home, and like, all right, now it's Wednesday at 2, time for me to use my open gash training. To. Uh,
2: I mean, I've been watching the Premier League for, you know, a decent amount of time now, right? Like, over five years every weekend, right? I have never seen players rush to this kind of reaction. Never and you say that it happens once a year and i'm i'm willing to concede that cuz you watch more than i do you watch now all five leagues now right so and At the least, mls yeah. and so you know you you, you watch more soccer I'm than working it's work so, <laughs> yes your non real job yes absolutely um here's my you know but my, my i
1: get i get what you're saying and I, and i think it would be different if It would be different if it wasn't as severe. But I think because it reached a level of severity where literally he could have choked to death. There's a non-soccer medical response that happens from human beings of I need to save this guy's life. And I'm not like whether two guys ran over or all 22, it it basically takes one person to say this is what has to happen or one person just do it. I, I think here, that's more of a human instinct than it was any sort of protocol that they're taught, and and any sort of preparation by the club or by the league to like cut down on head injuries would have no effect on what happened yesterday.
2: So here's uh, in my last that I'm I'm gonna this is the last point that I want to make, and then you can respond. That I'd like to move on to the actual Premier League here because this is very serious stuff. But I do want to because like when I turned on you know sports Channel and all this stuff, uh, all the American outlets that they're just not talking about it, which is disappointing. But um, Diego Simeone, even during the game, thought that the the crack that he heard, which was audible in the upper decks, according to reports, um, he thought that it was Fernando Torres's neck. And he thought that there was a very serious, very serious problem. If the doctor, the doctor is playing the result, in my opinion, because let's just say that was his neck. And now the players are like, manipulating his face and moving his head around, and this person potentially has a neck and head injury. Right? Now they could be making it significantly worse. Yeah. I think, I like, mean, like, like you're asking non doctors to be doctors in this particular instance. Which, but, is, I mean, it, 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 uh, uh, the result was great in this instance. And Fernando Torres is stable, he's conscious. Um, you know, he said that he had a scare, but everything's going to be okay. Yeah, he left the hospital already. Yes, yeah, so all signs are. Prognosis is positive, right it, it's given the circumstances um, but you know as someone who I, I mean I this kept me up at night because it was very scary for me um, you know it you know this could have played out a number of different ways that happened that 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 the result could have been way worse and this is the one that I thought of that was you know you're asking people you know in this particular instance they you know their human reaction actually could be making it worse.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that, um, but I mean that that would happen in any situation. Like, I don't think this is, a, I don't think that's a soccer situation.
2: Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's that, that's fair. That's fair. It just that was my, you know, it's just I, I just kept playing through the different angles, like how this could have you know gone differently, because I think a lot of things broke the correct way mm-hmm. in this particular instance, and the result is going to. Dilute what I believe could have been a very toxic situation, very toxic environment.
1: Uh, I get that. Um, On the flip side, it looks like they most likely saved his life.
2: Yes. Yes. And kudos to all of them. And it was, like like I said, given, uh, like I said in the first place, it, it was terrifying, but it was heartwarming in the end because of what happened and what the result was. So, um on that note, as someone who has always loved Fernando Torres, even when he was terrible for Chelsea, I really hope he gets you know continues his path to uh coming back as soon as possible so mm-hmm. for, you know, and yeah uh Chelsea Liverpool, everybody in the Premier League was wishing him well, and we do as well. all right, but enough of the serious. we will get on to the week game week twenty seven of the Premier League. Uh, there are mixed results as to how many games will actually be played. And let kind of start there, Andrew. Um, uh, the, the official game has double game weeks for Stoke and for Manchester City. Taga does not. Uh, which side of the fence do you fall on here?
1: Yeah, I had a little conversation with John Wallen over at Taga about this because they announced that the Man City-Stoke match, which will be next Wednesday will be the first match of game week 28 for them. Whereas in the Premier League's official game, it's the last match of 27. And I won't even go into what his initial response was because I didn't understand what it really meant. But basically, the reason they have chosen to put the Man City Stoke game in game week 28 is because ideally, you know, ideally you have all 10 games happening in a game week. Um, because anytime you have double these double game weeks, and this is something we were kind of complaining about last week, it's less about your players, it's less about the quality of your players and more about the quantity of your players. And so if you happen to have a lot of Man City and Stoke guys, like you have this leg up in a double game week when you play head-to-head fantasy soccer like this. Um, so they were saying because uh, game week 28 has only four matches technically in the FPL game, only four matches uh, because of all these FA Cup games that are going to happen next weekend. Uh, instead of having a double game week kind of screw up game week 27 and then only four matches in 28, they said, why don't we make 27 just a true 10 game week ten game week, so that nobody gets screwed with a, with a double. And then we at least have five games in 28 instead of four. A
2: which, half game week. Game right. week 27 and a half.
1: Right, right. And uh, I thought that was a, a brilliant idea he said obviously the reason they don't do it for uh the premier league's official game is that if your first game is on wednesday like lineups lock then there's no late swap tag obviously has late has you know lock it at kickoff for each game so as much as people complain that like they don't get to see any lineups on saturday for the for the weekend matches. Now you're literally locking lineups on Wednesday for matches that are happening one on Wednesday and then Saturday, Sunday. So kudos to Taga for for doing that. And uh, on FPL, we'll just have to load up on Sergio Aguero. Maybe.
2: Yeah, about to say Clutchy and nacho may see some time, but we'll talk about them in a little bit. Yeah. All right, let's go on to the first game of Saturday. We do have an early 7:30 a.m. kickoff. It is Jose Mourinho's Manchester United entertaining Eddie Howe's Birdmouth, the future manager of Arsenal. Mm. Uh, no thanks. So, Birdmouth come in, they're not too impressive. uh Manchester <laughs> United are, they still haven't lost in a while. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's been nothing but roses for uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic all season this year who's um, now I,
1: demanding a two-year extension yeah he should yeah totally <laughs> totally
2: yeah uh whether it be from the mls or from uh or from H- or anywhere in the world really mm. uh he he's, can't a, go he's anywhere. he's asking for two years from united i know but i'm just saying he should be asking for two years from everybody mm. it like, doesn't matter who it is um he has the kind of game where he doesn't need to be the most fleet of foot anyway mm-hmm. so yeah. um I see. Like I've like said this earlier in the season, and I'll continue to say it: there is not a matchup, maybe at maybe at Chelsea, but that that's that that is not. I don't say that with conviction at all. That I do not expect Zlatan to score. Mm-hmm. Like there's just no matchup where I say, "Oh, Zlatan seems overmatched in here." No, <laughs> right? It just it just it just doesn't happen, uh, and that is super rare uh, to say of anybody because he he just plays every single kind of game, and I feel that. No matter what the cost is, uh, you know Zlatan has to be one of your options. It, yep. Unfortunately, he's the if you're playing with the early game, he has to be one of your options at this point.
1: I agree. Well, I mean, it depends how. the The weird thing about this slate, this Saturday slate. So if you do play the all the all day, he's obviously got the best goal scoring odds. Um, so it's just it's a very weird slate that we have, um, because. Uh, Chelsea and Spurs are on Sunday um, and Man City so I mean those are that's where you usually go for your your goal scorers so um, yeah I mean he's he's obviously got the best uh, possibility to score for the for the all-day Saturday that that doesn't necessarily mean he's a great cash play just because he he very well couldn't not score he's also very expensive so um, I'm just not sure where, you know, where else you get goals. <laughs> yeah,
2: the, uh, There's uh, when, when, when you say the, when you do the goal odds, there's not going to be many people, if any, that are higher than Vlatan in any given week. And that kind of, to, that kind of consistency is super important at forward this year because there just aren't that many good ones.
1: Um, is it that many less than we're used to? Like I how many do it, you really, I think,
2: we're, I think we're trending down. How's that? Um, because there were players that we all thought that would be usable, like, uh, Arigi, for example, you know, uh, who had a great, that's situation. different. I
1: mean, you're well, talking uh, about guys who go in thinking and they're going to score
2: every week. I mean, Troy Dini, he's come on recently, but you know, he was been, he has been super disappointing. Fernando Llorente, same thing. He's been good recently, but terrible. Uh, Andre Gray, a lot of people loved at the beginning of the season. Uh, Jamie Vardy at the beginning of the season, Uh, Alvaro Negredo, who's been he's I think he might be the line at usable.
1: Yeah, I I, I think the line is exactly the same as it was last year. Like I, I look at the line as who are the guys that you can reasonably make an argument that they'll score every week. And that line is Ibrahimovic, who was not here last year, Harry Kane, Romelu Lukaku and Sergio Aguero no Diego Costa on that list oh and Costa yes sorry so I mean that was the list last year right there's nobody left uh that I can think of that that would have been on that list so it's actually I I would say Ibra actually grew the list um did I think
2: I think I think you lost but you lost players like Dini last year who was dependable
1: um I think you're giving Troy Dini a little more credit than
2: he was drafted as such. I'll tell you I'll tell you that. Uh,
1: um he, he wasn't. I mean, he was drafted as a championship player coming up. Like he had 13 goals last year and he's at 8 now.
2: No, I'm talking about this season. He was drafted this season.
1: Yeah, he was
2: supposed to be dependable.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's on pace still for that those 13. Like he's he's basically right on pace. His assists are a little down, but his goals are basically where he was last year.
2: Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll uh, never,
1: I'll never have Troy Deeney anyway, but like, like those guys just, that I listed, those are the guys that, that I would tend to go after. And okay. if they're not on a slate, then you got to get a little more creative. But like right, anybody, let's, let's, anybody
2: beyond that list is a dart throw every week. I derailed us from our conversation. Uh, uh, Manchester United, Bournemouth here. Uh, we talked plenty about on now. Um, Who's the next usable player from this game? Um,
1: On DraftKings, I'd say it's Valencia. You say that
2: as a question. uh, (laughs) As if we're playing Jeopardy. uh,
1: Yeah. Who is Antonio Valencia? Yeah, it's Valencia, Blind, uh, Pogba. Charlie Daniels? Frazier. I would put Frazier as the only one I would consider from Burnmouth.
2: Because of the corners?
1: Yeah, that's it. He's the only one, and and I wouldn't take him. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Joshua King's been playing well since Cal yep. Wilson's gone down, though. Just as a a note. Yeah, he has, and, but but he's a midfielder who's playing forward, so he's he's not really a he's not really getting true midfield points. So I'm not sure if you're really able to use him much. Um, certainly not he this has week. Score. Yeah, I wouldn't take him this week you as a forward he has he's goal dependent and this is not a good goal dependent this is not a good goal situation for burnmouth traveling to manchester united yeah i mean so 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 you so you don't do you think anthony martial starts again um yeah i do would, would you consider him usable like would, 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 i mean you you would consider the defenders more than martial
1: yes i would I, I just I, I tend to focus on floor And those guys have been, I mean, Valencia has been one of the best crossers in in the Premier League. So, Martial's just, you know, he's not a high crosser. He doesn't take a ton of shots.
2: Yeah, I just think this is a great game for him to be a playmaker.
1: I mean, it it could be. Um, I'd rather find playmakers elsewhere. I'd rather know the playmakers I'm taking.
2: Yeah, I think he's taking some of the playmaking away from Paul Pogba, further lowering Pogba's value in in traditional FPL format. Yeah un- I, I, his price makes him unusable.
1: Yeah, I'd probably be more comfortable with uh, Juan Mata than Martial. Mata scored in two straight Premier League matches.
2: And he was just on the Men and Blazers podcast. How can he possibly go wrong?
1: <laughs> That's yeah. I I like Martial, but there there's a a list of guys in front of him for me.
2: Okay. All right. Uh well, speaking of there's a guy here, there's a list there's a list of players in front of him for me and uh, the joke is now getting better and better for me. Uh it's Salomon Rondón of West Brom who uh at the Hawthorns will be taking on Big Sam and his traveling Crystal Palace. Uh I I'll ask it straight out. Would you prefer Rondón or Christian Benteke? I don't know if this is a compliment to Rondón or total slap in the face to Christian <laughs> Benteke this comparison.
1: Um I um, I would probably go with Rondon just because he's at home.
2: Oh, my God. You fell for it. That's a total trap. No, it's still Christian Benteke. He's in a much better situation every single week. Is he? What? 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 Yes, because Christian Benteke has abilities to put balls in nets using legal body parts.
1: I mean, he has one goal in his last 11 games.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying that his value will will vary. He's gotta work on those body be parts, apparently. He does have to work on those body parts a little bit. Do you
1: know more. how many goals Ron Don
2: has in his last eleven games? I'm assuming he has three because he, he had does? that Patrick.
1: He does, yes. It was eleven games ago though. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, he has all three and what he has he has as many games with a goal as Christian Benteke does. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, I mean, it's a, it is telling of how far Christian Benteke has fallen, who we all thought would be a lot better this season, Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, it, I don't know if it's a skills thing or a lack of compatibility thing, but Palace have been playing more solidly, but typically, but but more on the defensive side than the offensive side of late. Uh, they got an important victory last week, but. Um, they're going to have a tough task going up against a Tony Pulis-led side at uh, away at a Tony Pulis-led side.
1: Yeah, I would think so. The only thing that gave me a little um, optimism about Palace is that um, uh, West Andrus Brom Towns. is... Well, yeah. Uh, uh, thank you. Um, West Brom have given up a ton of crosses recently. And, I mean, that's Andrews Towns' wheelhouse. He got a little expensive on, on DraftKings, but um, and he, I think he split corners with Yoan Kabai last week, though.
2: Yeah. It, it, he's had something it's like favored. 25 crosses over the past two weeks, something like that. Yeah, right? it's
1: a lot. Um, I, I'm, he, he's getting back to being the most prolific crosser in the Premier League. Uh, I think his 12 last week co-led the, the league. So, uh, it's weird to, to think that Palace have been crossing this much and Benteke still like doesn't have a goal, but, um. Yeah, the the Tony Pulis thing worries me a little bit. Uh, like, what are the possibilities that Palace go all out though? Like, doesn't Big Sam look at this thinking he needs to get out of there with with a point?
2: Uh, I mean, this does have zero zero written all over it to me. Um, it would be it would be a dis. what's weird is it would be a disappointing point for West Brom. Totally, totally. Because I think <laughs> Big Sam's going to pack it in and say, I dare you, you know, I dare you to come forward.
1: Uh, are they good enough for
2: that? That's a good question. I mean, that's why Crystal Palace are in 18th. That's right. why they're in the drop zone right now, based on goal difference with Middlesbrough.
1: They've scored one goal in their last three games, and those games have been home against Burrow at Stoke and home against Sunderland.
2: Yeah, They have not played well. <laughs> uh, they've not played well offensively. But they, uh, but I think that's part of Big Sam's his first transformation is look, we are going to play defense. We're going to grind out, you know, like a point, or if we can get three points, great. But I want to get some points and get this team, you know, out of the drop zone because you know teams like Swansea and Burrow and Hull and Sunderland, the teams, and and, and uh, recently Leicester, they're going to drop points, right? Uh, well, maybe not Leicester now because they've changed their manager, but you know Swansea, Burrow – you know those are the teams that they're going to be competing with, and they, you know, as long as they are consistently getting like, you know, one, but if they're averaging like one point five points a game, like they go like one point, yeah, that, you know, one point, no, no points, three points, like they'll be they'll be okay, like they, they will be safe, right. and that's really that's Big Sam's credentials are is that he doesn't get relegated. Yeah, totally. And that's how and this is how he does it. He's right. playing five at the back, like I predicted he would when he got Van Onholt.
1: And I think you know they're gonna I think you're a little revisionist history there. I believe you said three in the back.
2: Oh three
1: And I know you think that's the same, but Van Anholt has been nowhere near the back. <laughs> that's
2: not that is not necessarily true. His job is to run up and down the wing, which is what he does.
1: They played four play in the here. back the last two games though. Yeah, well either they way played, I... they played four at the back the
2: past two games? I saw yeah. five.
1: No. Ward Tompkins, oh. Sacco, and Van Anholt last week. And who played,
2: who played the right back then?
1: Uh Joel Ward. The oh. The weeks before was Ward Tompkins, Delaney and hold
2: Well Maybe maybe they stopped listening to me and that's why they're getting points.
1: Um well they got yeah, maybe. They got three. You're right.
2: You're right. That's points plural. Yeah. Um no for me for me though, Crystal Palace if they continue to focus defensively, I think it I mean it, it, Andrews Townsend will have to get crosses. That's the only way he'll score points. Joanne yep. Kabai will get the, yeah. get the peripheral stats. He'll get the peripheral stats. He'll be there for tackles and interceptions, but that's about it. Yeah. But he's not going to get much else.
1: Yeah, it'll be I five thousand dollars for six points.
2: That's my point. Yeah. That's exactly. You're 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 leading me right where I want to go. Uh, he, all these players with nice sounding names on this team are going to be overvalued. Except, I think, including Townsend. But I think you have to kind of ride this wave when you have it.
1: Um what do you mean by overvalued? Like that I don't think
2: people are gonna, expecting that much from them
1: now, are they?
2: I think that they're I think that they're still overpriced on daily formats. Hmm. Especially Kabai.
1: Um I mean 5000s. Not that high. In fact,
2: it's it's only on name. If you look at his performances, they don't dictate it. I
1: guess. I mean, I'm just saying I think that's what you pay for a guy who could score between four and twelve points. Not I even twelve. I mean, twelve is not bad. I must say,
2: right? say, I think you. I think you are being very generous on the twelve. <laughs> like, I think you're talking more like between four and eight. Okay,
1: he had ten last weekend.
2: I, thank you. So. Yes, <laughs> I understand that, but i I, I think you're gonna. Be, I think if you get eight points, you'll be satisfied from a Yelong Kebai performance.
1: Um. I think satisfied and getting what you expect is different. <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever satisfied playing Yoann Kabai, but um,
2: we haven't even mentioned Wilfred Zaha. Yeah, we haven't. Uh, he is by far and away the best player on that team. He yeah. just looks like he's the next Tottenham player to replace Moussa Sissoko. Oh, gosh, I hope not. To replace I'm Sissoko. just telling right now. Huh. Yeah, Sissoko. Oh, Sissoko. Sissoko. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oops yep. Sissoko. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I was... That, picturing sorry, Dembele in my head for some
2: Sissoko. reason. Yeah. <laughs> not Musa Dembele. Not either of the Musa Dembeles. Right. Right.
1: Um, that was such a colossal misfire by Spurs. Um, but yeah, Zaha. Oh God, I hope that doesn't happen.
2: I'm just, I'm just saying it, that that's that, that, that that's what have it to looks sell like
1: Sissoko it. to do that though,
2: and they'll yes, they gonna, will.
1: They're going to take such a tremendous loss on him.
2: I disagree. Some Chinese have, team is stupid enough to. The, the rumors have it that no, not China. I think. Um, I think Inter is very interesting. Oh, gross. Oh. I
1: don't know how or anybody th- yeah. ever thinks getting him is a good idea, but whatever. Um, I think the biggest... The, the person that I always look to when I think West Brom will do well is not Matt Phillips, who may not play again, is Chris Brunt. And um, theoretically, if Phillips doesn't play, Brunt stays in the midfield. But... um like if you think that they if you think that crystal palace can effectively shut west brom down like this is nil nil then brunt's probably not worth the whatever he costs here uh 6100 like his price i think that's that's an accurate price for him which is a bummer <laughs> like he was much he,
2: he used was, to be more like the five like fifty one hundred, fifty five hundred
1: 5, yeah, range yeah brunt brady and um Brunt, Brady, and someone else, and Townsend, basically, are all now, like, effectively priced. Uh, Brady's probably still a little cheap, but not that cheap. Um, that it makes you, like, you can't just plug them in now because you're you're sacrificing elsewhere to to pay fair market for them, uh, which is a bit of a bummer. So, like, that's the problem with Brunt, is that if he, if Palace hold them out, um... You know, he's going to have to have 16 crosses, and I'm not sure I think that's happening. I
2: think Craig Dawson still has value. Not as much as he typically did last year, but I think he has some this, this game. You love Craig Dawson. I do. I have a, I mean, Alan Neom, too. but I do, Okay. Uh, I, I, mean, I would
1: I, easily quali- uh, classify both of them as
2: guys. Dark throws. Yeah, they're dark throws. They're, they're just guys. guys who play defense. All right. All right. Let's talk about a lot of guys who just play soccer i guess there's not much, a lot of people are going to start taking swansea players because they're playing burnley at home yeah and burnley are not very good on the road um, should they not do that i think the only one they should take is gilfie sigurdsson
1: he's a slammer like everybody may, should have maybe you're
2: yeah maybe you um
1: there's talk i,
2: uh, I mean is... martin I, I guess i guess you can make a case for martin olsen I, I i love martin olsen don't get me wrong
1: um I tried to make the case for Naughton in my article this week. Overall, goals. like Olson's another one. Like he's now forty nine hundred, which like that's probably what you should pay for a decent crossing full back playing home against Burnley,
2: who also has the ability to score goals too. Um, like who? What does that mean? Like he gets, does that mean uh, he has he, scored a goal? And so he will. He will also run to the back post, and he will be involved in in set pieces too.
1: Okay. I have this overarching problem with everybody who does anything about fantasy soccer. They're like, he has like that. If somebody scores a goal, they now have goal upside.
2: Well, I was I was big on Matt Olson last year for Norwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not
1: (laughs) calling you out specifically. I'm calling everybody out that like scoring a goal. Everyone's like, well, now he has goal upside. Like we saw that with with Scott Dan, and it's like Scott Dan happened. Happened to have scored a goal. So, yes, he has goal upside. But, like, he has just as much goal upside as James Tompkins or Damian Delaney. Like, the, goal upside. Everybody has goal upside except goalies. And even then, sometimes they've got goal upside. Tom Heaton. Tim, was, How-
2: Tim Howard has goal upside.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, anyway. <laughs> what, what the hell are we talking about? Fernando, you're – oh, yeah. So, Olsen. I think Olsen is fine. I would rather not pay up for Olsen. Because I think Naughton can do just as much. Um, and there's talk of Luciano Narsing getting a start. Um, he should. Which He's played be, a lot better than yeah, Routledge. That would be fun. And uh, there's even talk of Jordan Ayu starting, which, um, like, Sigurdsson's been playing up front. So I'm guessing they put him back in the number 10 and start Narsing, Yorente, and Jordan Ayu, which obviously will just. Strike Jordan fear I, into the Jordan Ayew doesn't make Burnley. sense
2: there. Jordan. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> right. <laughs> so how much do you love Swansea this week? Yeah, I don't. I'm, I, I think a lot of people are going to try to pick them, but I just don't think there's a tremendous case to be made.
1: Yeah. I think most people – I think Sigurdsson's ownership percentage this week could be historic <laughs> because – It makes a, weird, a lot of sense. He, he takes everything. <laughs> um he i think he leads them in shots he obviously crosses a ton and there's just not that many guys on this slate that that you're going to pay up for uh we'll get to the the bigger game later but like i don't know it's just uh there's not it's a perfect recipe for going for everybody to have gilfie secrets in
2: yeah yeah i think i think i think it'll be very very high rates of usage yes you for you Burnley, like would, Ray- you start, well, would you start, I mean, I you know I'm going to start Tom Heaton. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stay, correct. Uh, And do you, I mean, I think, I think a lot, I mean, I, I didn't look at the rankings for everybody else, but I think I still ranked, I think I actually may have ranked Fabianski over Heaton because of the FPL format. But I'm still not sure if Heaton outperforms Fabianski in this one. So you like Fabianski or you don't? Uh, I think he has. The, th- the traditional role is the Luky Fa- Lukas Fabianski rules, and he plays well, but lets up one goal. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to say that, which means that for FPL his value would diminish greatly. But I still think he could get. I mean, I still think he'll finish positive. Don't get me wrong, but i I don't think this is the guaranteed victory that a lot of other people do.
1: Um, I think that's fair.
2: I still think this may have, like, 1-1 on it.
1: Mm -hmm. So once you take a lot of shots, like, the the shot upside for Heaton is there. Yes. So.
2: I, 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 well, here's, how about this? Are you more comfortable, I think this is the way that I'm going to lead, I'm going to lead the jury here, but are you more comfortable with the save upside of Heaton or the clean sheet upside or of Fabianski? Because I think that for Fabianski to outperform, Heaton, he'll have to get the clean sheet. For FPL? Yes.
1: Okay. Um, there, yeah, I think I'm more comfortable with, with Heaton. Uh, the difference is that, you know, on like DraftKings, you get the win. Like, I still think Swansea win. You can't ever think Burnley's going to win on the road because they, they haven't yet. I mean, obviously, that doesn't guarantee they'll never, but like, we haven't seen enough. But like, Swansea give up goals... All the time that you know, every time they play basically. So, you know, I, I think if they if they allow the same number of goals, which is, you know, could be one 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 one, two two, uh, Heaton is gonna get more saves. Just because Swansea put more shots on on target. They just take more shots than than Burnley. So you just hope that it's two two, Brady scores twice, Siggy scores twice, and Heat Heaton makes you know seven saves.
2: I'm just worried that the Swansea shots won't be on net. <laughs> that's my that's my own that's my only problem there. But but do you think uh, Burnleys are going to be? No, uh, probably not. The, the point the point is well made. I agree. All right, uh, better value at the at the price point for DraftKings because I'm not sure what I, I'm pretty sure you're still going to say Sigurdsson, but Sigurdsson at 93 or Brady at 63. Ugh.
1: Um. Uh, i mean if you're if the fact, you're doing the fact like that you're th- yeah i'm sorry go ahead if you're doing per dollar like true like points per dollar i think it's brady i think the problem is is that you're you can't win without secrets in like you need you need the points
2: you need the baseline
1: right. <clears throat> right like value is great like points per dollar are great but we don't we don't win based off that we need you need points
2: is there a single true forward in this game that you would play Uh, No. Okay. Uh, Let's go on to uh, Watford and Southampton, where I think there are two forwards that you would play, one being Manolo Gabbiadini for Southampton, who we get to see after a short hiatus, uh, and Watford with Troy Dini uh, playing a lot better of late. Now, I still would rather have Gabbiadini because I think Southampton are starting to click with him, and Watford... I still don't – I mean, Mario Zarat was not exactly like a world beater or anything like that, but they're going to have to somehow have a new lineup, and who knows who's going to play up front now. Uh, the, their lineups is – their lineups are always in, in flux, and I, I still think that Southampton you – know, they, they make maybe one or two minor changes, but it's almost always the same positions, almost always that 4-3-3. Three, three. So, uh, occasionally they do 3-5-2 if they have – or 5-3-2, whichever. If they have some uh, – you know, like a defender that's injured or something like that, they'll just try to cover up with multiple more defenders. But I, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from Southampton as of recent, and Sofian Buffal may be back as well.
1: Yeah, um, Watford have used four different formations in the last five games it's
2: always in flux. It's yeah, always so in flux.
1: Um I don't know I don't know what to think of this game just because I feel like every time I start to think Southampton might be good then they throw up some clunker. Um
2: they they are coming off a devastating yep. EFL cup loss. Yes. If yes. that if that could actually ever be said.
1: I think once you get to the final and lose that's that can be devastating for
2: Yeah, but I mean I mean Jose Mourinho I think is what 11 and 2 in his career in finals of tournaments like he, he just doesn't lose those yeah
1: other than the two he we lost Well fine um I like <laughs> James Ward Prowse more than Dusan Tadic it's possible I never roster Dusan Tadic again even if James Ward Prowse isn't playing and they're playing home against Sunderland yeah Puel just doesn't like him me neither <laughs> um but I'm not like I'm not sure I'm taking a lot out of this game I don't really love uh Olabas and I usually never roster Dini. and
2: And you're not gonna take Bertrand or Cedric?
1: Oh yeah, Cedric and Cedric I might. Um or if, yeah.
2: he, if he starts, it's never a guarantee.
1: Right, yeah. Uh yeah, I would consider WordPress and Cedric. Um I still have the under on Gabiadini going, so I'm gonna have to just spitefully not ever take him.
2: Uh <laughs> and he only has Redman, two goals left. Yeah.
1: Nathan Redmond, forget that.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, Redmond versus Bufal will be, if Bufal is healthy, that will be the decision point there. But uh, I, I actually, st- I, I like Gaviadini a lot in this game because Watford defensively to me have been pretty messy. Um, okay. So have I have just, fun with him. Like I, he's one of the few forwards that's playing well and uh can take advantage of any uh, – he's basically – if you make a mistake in the box, he's just going to capitalize. That's what he does, and that I, – I have a funny feeling that Watford are going to create some mistakes for themselves.
1: Um, okay. I think I'm literally going – well, I'm not going to fade this game completely, but attack for attackers, I, I will, unless right. I get sucked into James Ward-Prowse, which I really hope doesn't happen.
2: All right, let's see if Leicester have improved on their new new manager bounce here. Uh, they will be taking on Hull, who are terrible on the road. Uh, but Leicester uh, coming off that big victory against Liverpool, where Jamie Vardy looked like Jamie Vardy. And everyone looked like themselves except for uh, Riyad Mahrez, who still looks like somebody I don't recognize <laughs> on, the, on the pitch. Uh, but for Hull uh, – I don't want to say that they're playing better because the, the, the bar the bar was so low though. Um, but for Hull, they have to get points, so I think they're going to go for it, which actually could be a service to Leicester. Uh,
1: yeah, I I get where you're going with that. Um, I don't think Leicester taking like I'm I'm shocked at how heavy of a favorite Leicester are for being so poor this season. Like one win. And everyone's like, "Oh, they're back!" And it's like, "This team—I'm I, I, not believing it." Uh, they're back I, to what? Right, the, to being a, a decent team. Like, I—I'm I, out on that. The problem is, I have no idea where to go for Hull other than um, Camille Groshiki and
2: eh. If you, I'm, it depends who they start too. I mean, if Omar Nias starts, if it's Abel Hernandez. Uh, you know their their front line has has changed.
1: Yeah, I think I think Grosicki's spot is safe. Grosicki, um, yeah, Grosicki is safe. Yeah, so um, yeah, it could be. Um,
2: and he's priced like it at sixty five hundred in DraftKings. You don't think that's a good price? No, I'm just saying he's priced as if his spot is fixed.
1: Oh, um,
2: yeah, it should be. Yeah, I'm. I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying oh, okay. that he's also priced that way.
1: Yes. Um. So yeah, uh, Bocanis obviously out. Um. So I guess they go. I mean, I don't know. Like you said, it's either Hernandez or Niasi, which uh, I'm not sure either of those does like changes my opinion of anything. Um, but I don't know. I just um. Like where else I'll are save, you gonna I'll go? save it
2: for the I'll save it for the end when we do our our uh our DraftKings lineups. Uh, I have two Hull players, two of them.
1: Oh, you have Markovic and ne- probably,
2: and, and neither of them Which are named Gersicki.
1: Right, Markovic and somebody else. Okay. Um...
2: Interesting, right? Yeah. All right let's let's go on to let's go on to the the next game of Saturday here, which is uh, Stoke Ener- uh, Stoke entertaining uh, Burrow. Yeah, that's who it is. Uh, and my God, this is a this is just a battle of of, of gross dominated wills. Like the, <laughs> like this this is this is a soft rock eating a squishy place. Like it just there's no both teams. Both teams just will give at a certain point. Uh I'm not sure who gives more in this instance. Like <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is these teams are not very good. It's the exact opposite of a rock meeting a hard place. Yeah. Or be between a rock and a hard place.
1: It's gross. Uh I just I hope for all of our sakes this is a nil nil draw that nobody watches because. Just Murphy's Law, I'm sure like the goal of the year comes out of this game. Uh yeah. and of course it'll be somebody like Christian Stuani. Oh, I wasn't even going to give him that much credit. I was going to say, Stuart like, Glenn Downing. Whalen, But, uh, oh, yeah, Stuart Downing Charlie is now playing left back.
2: Oh, no, Chucky Adam. That's who it's going to be.
1: Could be. Could be. He's got, like, marginal fantasy value, though. Like, he's Maybe taking Phil their Bars- set pieces. So, um, like, Adam – people will have Adam this week.
2: How about Phil Bardsley?
1: Um, He – I hope not, but I could see people having him. I mean, he's a fullback against a favorite, you know, a, a home favorite. So,
2: yeah, I would still take Fabio over <laughs> Phil Bardsley, mm. but not Eric Peters. I do like Eric Peters. Stoke, of course, having one of the double game weeks, I think Eric Peters will be very highly utilized. Gross. I agree, but I yeah. think he'll be highly utilized because he plays twice.
1: Yeah, um,
2: I not mean, expensive.
1: I think plenty of people would be on Lee Grant. He's the most expensive on DraftKings, but yep. Burrow have been so bad. Uh, attacking-wise that, I mean, you have to... I was going to say you have to think that there's a decent clean sheet potential, but then you have to remember it's Stoke, so...
2: Yeah, Stoke aren't exactly world beaters defensively. You know,
1: they do have two clean sheets in their last three. Just shut out Tottenham. That's true. But yeah, it's like the, the attackers, Charlie Adam, like I said, will get some attention, but anyone else after that, you're just kind of throwing a dart. Yep.
2: We want to get to the big game? Yeah, sure. The one that everyone's going to talk about? Yeah. Two teams that wear red. Liverpool and Arsenal will face off at Anfield. I don't think they'll both be wearing red on this end, since I think Arsenal will be wearing some kind of yellow monstrosity. Probably. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, it's – <sighs> Team, uh, these two teams, I feel like – I, I, I'm, I'm trying to debate where to go with this game. Like – which team will disappoint first is really just just like what I – like the theme that I have running in my own head here. You know, Liverpool tend to play to the level of their opponent, and that means that they will lose to lower-end sides like they did last week against Leicester. Arsenal suffer from that same affliction occasionally, not as often, but occasionally. Um, but the last time I think they played someone really of note, uh, you know, when they played Chelsea, they lost 3-1. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm still trying to figure out, you know, which Arsenal, which Liverpool, and if both of them play up to their potentials, who's better? And I still don't—I don't know the answers to any of those questions, which makes <laughs> this game extraordinarily frustrating to try to prognosticate.
1: Yeah. Um, the first match uh, that these two teams played was 4-3. It was opening day at the Emirates. Um, there's no way it's that's happening again. The—like, Liverpool haven't been playing that well. Arsenal and been playing, like, okay— uh, they got demolished by Bayern Munich in the Champions League which makes everybody Predictably. yeah back <laughs> yeah totally um now everyone's back on the Wenger out uh situ- movement but um i don't know i just don't i don't see a ton of goals coming out of this one uh and so these are this is where all the high price players are it's literally this game like like i was saying we have no united no tottenham no man city no chelsea no everton um so when you look at these sides it's like where do we where do we go um and for arsenal it's like alexis sanchez is in in a tier all by himself i think in this game like i think he's above everybody in this game i'm just not sure it's a high enough tier to worth that's worth playing him
2: i think he's been in his own tier all season yeah for sure and gilfie sigurdsson has been in his own tier right below him
1: yeah um the only liverpool guy that I think I would really consider is Philippe Coutinho um, who's been splitting corners with, with Milner Um, and you know, he's still shooting. So he's like, you know, Liverpool has got that problem that we've been talking about all season that like it could be any of them
2: who score. Um, Uh, I'm still going to like Sadio Mane a lot because he does the thing that really, really troubles Arsenal. That is speed.
1: Um, it depends where he lines up. I mean, Bellerin can keep up with him. Um, and yeah, they don't, but, yeah, but, in the middle is not going you know, he's not there. So uh, I don't know if speed kills
2: them as much as it used to. No, it, it's the speed, it's the speed on the counter, which is what kills them. He, like, he'll break, he'll break the line that's between Cochran and the defense easily. Um, and I think maybe. he'll run the channels too, but it, yeah, you're right. It does depend on how they line up. It does. Th- that is certainly true. I mean, because Firmino won't garner the attention of Mustafi and right. Uh, right. But if they decide to start someone, say, a little bigger, or someone who has some they kind won't. of center-forward experience... They don't have one, so... Yeah, I know.
1: Um, Man,
2: they miss Andy Carroll. I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> Jordan Henderson is out, so... Yeah, that's a shame. That helps our- Arsenal. Um, okay. But... Sandy uh, Cazola's out for the year. Yeah, I mean, that was... <laughs> that was We knew that was going to happen anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it. it I think it, this is one of those, like everybody's going to get really excited and it's just going to be a really boring game with not a lot of goals and a lot of disappointment. But I like is the one, dollar-wise, I like Coutinho more um, just because the the corners have given him a decent floor that if if he doesn't score a goal, like you're still... You're not totally out of it. He's a thousand dollars cheaper than Alexis, and Alexis kind of, you know, while he does a lot, he really needs to score to make like a really big impact, and or make really any kind of impact. And so, you know, if I, he could score, but I'm not willing to pay ten four for a maybe.
2: Let's, uh, and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna wrap this game up with just (sighs) there's so there's so much doubt on this game that you're just going to want to stay away from the price points.
1: I think that's right. The only, the one player that when I was kind of researching that I thought might be worth looking at was Hector Bellerin actually, because they have James Milner, obviously at, at left back and um, Bellerin would be attacking that side. And if you think that Milner is going to be up enough that either, you know, if he's far enough up the pitch and then Bellerin can just blow by him, um, you know, there's the opportunity, but Bellerin has just been so bad. Like he's not doing anything, DraftKings fantasy friendly
2: recently to to warrant thinking that he could break out. This would be a good time to get yourselves mentally prepared for the She Believes Cup, where the United States women's team will be taking their shot at glory again uh, later on on Saturday. I believe it's at five p.m. or six p.m. something like that. It sounded like some, the beginning of like a Fox Sports plug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah switch on over okay uh sunday march 5th uh we have tottenham at home taking on everton uh you do not want to take any kind of mental days off against everton because romelu lukaku is just a man who will not be stopped right now uh
1: yes um i tweeted out on whenever it was earlier this week uh and i'm not sure if you saw it it was a poll um and i wanted to hear what you thought uh, who scores more goals, Romelu Lukaku at Tottenham or Harry Kane at Everton?
2: I'm going to say Harry Kane, only because Tottenham's defense is significantly more good. No, no, sorry, I, I don't mean, I, don't, I didn't mean in this, this game, game or rest of the
1: season. Just, just if they switch teams.
2: Oh, that's what I mean. Sorry. Oh, if
1: they switch teams, who would score more goals?
2: I do like that you've improved Harry Kane's talent level from Salomon Rondón to Romelu Lukaku. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I actually have, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> you are just being absurd. You're you 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 Can you can severely you answer the question? Under, uh, no, hold on. I will, but not yet. You so severely underestimate what Harry Kane does on the pitch and you so severely overestimate what Solomon Rondón can ever do. Noted. Thank you. Now, to answer your question, who scores more goals? Harry Kane? Uh, I think Romelu Lukaku at Tottenham scores more goals. Okay. Because they are of similar talent level. Mm-hmm. And be, the supporting cast being better at Tottenham would necessitate more goals for a player of similar talents. Okay.
1: I get that. Um, I would – so – there were of the 62 votes, 73% said Lukaku. Um, I would actually not say that they were on the same level. Shockingly, I know.
2: Like Lukaku has
1: scored more goals than Kane,
2: right? Well, I think as a talent, when you look at the raw talents, right? Lukaku, there are there, especially given his age, there are very few that are at his level, athletically, right? Because of his side and speed and. And movement in general Just because he can actually perform some ball tricks too, You can actually get by you one-on-one too Mm -hmm. So there's very few people That can match what Romelu Lukaku can do Mm -hmm. Now on the flip side Very few people match the effort Every single game consistently that Harry Kane puts out
1: Um, I don't I don't want to get in the business of
2: Trying to quantify effort But that's fine, okay, that's fine. I'm not saying that he sweats better than you, you know what I'm saying, but I'm just when you, when you look at Harry Kane's goals, it, it's he does he does tend to just get to the ball before his defender. whether that's anticipation skills, whether that's wanting it more, I hate that characteristic uh, wanting it more because everyone wants it, they all get paid. Yeah. Um, but there there's something that Harry Kane does that I'm not sure how quantifiable it is, period. But he's doing something better than a lot of others, including Romelu Lukaku.
1: Um. Okay, if you feel that way.
2: Well, I mean, you, I mean, there are very, there are more, way more times where Harry Kane's in the right place at the right time to score his goals than anybody else. That's not anybody else, but most others. Is that fair? Um. The, the Jermaine Defoe instinct, if you will.
1: Well, doesn't that kind of go against your point there? If he's doing something that Jermaine DeFoe can do, is it that impressive?
2: How many people did what Jermaine DeFoe does?
1: (laughs) Fair. Um, I guess, I guess. I I think the the difficulty I have with Kane is the number of times he makes no impact for a player that is supposed to be one of the best in the Premier League.
2: He needs service. He requires service.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, totally fair w- 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 what are we getting at here though uh,
1: um i have no i was just asking if
2: oh you... okay so so uh, are, We've are you we you feel are you saying that you would feel more comfortable in this game with harry kane or with romelu lukaku
1: um i don't think i would take either of them in this game
2: uh, that's fair i mean if you're playing the sunday monday slate you have better options period for sure like, like, like the, the, you, you can fade this game all together. Like you'll have to. You, know, you don't. I'm not even sure if you have to take anyone from this game if you don't want to, and you would still fill out a pretty decent lineup.
1: Uh, I think that's accurate as well. Yeah, I think so, Erickson is the best play from this game.
2: Erickson. I, 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 I think Erickson's right at that and level for this season.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Except his team is so much better. Like it, it helps. That helps. That helps. That him, helps. Yeah. Um. Thinking now, I I would guess that if you said, like, here are the 38 matchups that each player has, meaning Kane and Lukaku, like, throughout a season, I think more often than not, I would take Lukaku. That's fair. It's probably minimal, though. And probably just out of spite. Um, does it change your mind if Jan Vertonghen and Toby Alderwild, who are both questionable, do not play?
2: Ah,
1: uh, those are big missing pieces. If they those
2: play. are, those are th- that my sigh is, yes, that is. Th- that, that's yeah. why my sigh was so great. Because <laughs> those are tremendously big miss- missing pieces. Right. Ah. Uh. Man, I actually might take Lukaku if it's like Kevin Vimmer yeah. and, yeah, and Eric Cameron Carter Vickers or, or something like that. Yeah, it could be.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, my guess is they both play, or at least one of them plays. I'm not a doctor, though, so what do I know? <laughs> it looks like they're doing a two game Sunday slate, so not including the Chelsea game, which is a bummer.
2: Boo!
1: So maybe Boo, you would uh, take. Uh, blue uh, games matter. Yeah.
2: Uh. <laughs> that was so stupid oh god i'm just glad that you weren't on mute so that you got we could actually yeah. Aud- yeah. audibly chuckle for once yeah,
1: finally uh yeah so what's the next game
2: sunderland taking on manchester oh, yeah. city it's a big one guys everyone's coming out here to watch no they're not well we... uh, no one...
1: here's the only thing we should Note about Man City. So we noted we noted that they have a double game week, but not only do they have a double game week, they also have an FA Cup whatever round they're in the next weekend, meaning a week from this Saturday. So they play Saturday or excuse me, they play Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday, and then they play Champions League on. Tuesday or Wednesday and then Premier League like they have five games in two weeks or whatever it is.
2: Yep. It means that you might see some Kalecchi Ianacho instead of Sergio Aguero. It's possible. I mean I'm assuming I am assuming that the FA Cup game is gonna have every second teamer they can.
1: Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so at all.
2: Oh, it's only the, it's like the fifth round. It's not it's not like it's like the oh wait, actually it might be the quarterfinals.
1: It might be quarters, yeah. I mean it's well, who's it against Burrow? I don't know. I think it's Burrow. I, I don't I, either I, way. Um, there's only so
2: much I can pay attention to. <laughs>
1: um so yeah, there I, be prepared for squad rotation, which makes it the Sunday slate on FanDuel very tough because there's no late swap and the first game's eight thirty Eastern, this one's eleven. But um I'm not sure we're gonna definitely see Kalechi Ianacho. I think we'd be more likely to see Nolito or Leroy Sane lead the line in like a false nine. I just fair. You know, it's been a long time since Ionacho got a sniff of playing time.
2: No Lito also could. That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, I still like David Silva more than Kevin De Bruyne of late. Uh, and there's nobody I it's would just,
2: even... It's just so hard to quantify what David Silva does in fantasy yeah. terms.
1: Yeah, I was complaining uh, about that on Twitter the other day.
2: Man, I, I read you like a book, apparently. Uh, <laughs> you just it's... read my tweets. <laughs> Which you don't, actually. <laughs> Thank you. That's exactly – that's kind of where I was going with this. I didn't actually read that. But it's – if they did like secondary assists, I feel like we would be talking about David Silva for like fantasy MVP. It's it's (laughs) funny
1: you say that because um, there was a – basically people wrote back to me and were like, well, maybe it's secondary assists. And somebody sent me essentially the secondary assist stats and he's not on there either. And I'm like maybe he's the – he needs tertiary tertiary. assists. Yeah, which uh, that seems like – we're going a little too far but yeah i don't know what the i don't know what it is
2: not even hockey does that
1: <laughs> right yeah it's one of those that like a chance created um is obviously like the pass that leads to a shot but i almost want to see how many times david silva has like set someone up perfectly and they didn't take the shot even though they should have yeah. where's that they should,
2: they they should have the playmaker stat where like they yeah. made the key play that set right. up that like if, which could be a tackle for example yeah like the playmakers that right
1: yeah yeah all man city
2: on that game yeah no yeah very fair uh does jermaine defoe get the consolation prize that he <sighs> tends to get in these kind of games
1: yeah i wouldn't nobody would be surprised at that right
2: yeah i actually think that there's decent value for jermaine defoe in this game <laughs> manchester city is awful defensively yeah. uh, against players like him who yeah. will take advantage of any mistake uh manchester city will make them
1: yep probably probably but i mean I'm not going to roster Jermaine Defoe.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I would, especially given it's a two-game slate. I get, I think that Jermaine Defoe's usage rate will be very high. Uh,
1: I don't think so. Especially because you can play De Bruyne as a
2: forward. Oh, um, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, whole mess. That's no, but I mean, I, I think that, I, I mean, actually, let's just play it forward. Hold on, because De, De Bruyne's going to be super expensive. Like, who else is going to be, like, your midfielder forward option there? Uh, Raheem Sterling. Ugh, gross. Sané? Yeah, that'd be better. Yeah. If he's a midfield forward, I'm not he sure is. if he is. He is, yeah. <sighs> All right, uh, I'll, I'll concede. Thank you. I don't want to, but I will. All right, so let's move on to the Monday slate here. Uh, we have the last two competitors. Uh, well, depending on who you ask. Uh, it's oh. West Ham uh, at home against Chelsea. Uh I'm hoping that Chelsea st- – basically the only thing that can stop Chelsea from winning is Chelsea at this point. I don't think West Ham will put up too much of a resistance in this one, even though Chelsea tend to have problems traveling to West Ham. But that was at Upton Park, which this is not.
1: Mm-hmm. I think yeah, this is all Chelsea. There's no reason to think otherwise.
2: I I'm, I'm tr- i can't manufacture any drama in this yeah, one. Other than that, that, other than that, I mean, Andy Carroll does tend to have decent success against Chelsea. But that was um, what John Terry was playing.
1: I think Carroll is very much questionable for this game. So um could be Andre Ayew. That's what I mean, like yeah, it could be. I mean even if Carroll plays, he won't be at 100%, so yeah, Ayew or Yeah. I mean, that's really it'll be it. a
2: it'll be a nice audition for Mikel Antonio for next year. It could
1: be. They could definitely play him there. Good call.
2: Oh, no, no, no. They wouldn't play him up front. They they, they would they would Chelsea would want him as a right wing oh, guy. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. With,
2: to compete with... Actually, uh, he's out. He's out.
1: He uh, he, oh, did he pick off up last the... week.
2: Yeah, yeah, That's he
1: weird. did. So possibly no Carroll and no Antonio.
2: Man, my ES team is just taking hit after hit <laughs> after hit. Um, but, uh, Do you think Fabregas I, starts again? I, I, so I got this question yesterday on Twitter. My initial guess still is no. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so back to Madich?
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, it could be just Madich needed a, needed a break or they just totally disrespected the ability of Swansea to get forward which is fair yeah you know, which is fair you know, disrespect it, yeah yeah and they and they and they knew that and they figured that Swansea would pack it in which West Ham I don't think will um so if the you know I think you you put out Fabregas for those games where the other team is trying to pack it in so he can pick apart with passes um I just don't think that that's this game mm-hmm. I agree but you start all the Chelsea options you can yeah of course so, and you, I actually uh, obviously do not start Darren Randolph or Adriana, or whoever's playing in goal, because Chelsea have a very high conversion percentage of shots on target, uh, goals to shots on target. Yeah. Um, and I think vice versa. I probably wouldn't start Coutoia either. I don't think this is a clean sheet. Wow.
1: Like without Carroll and Antonio, like who would score? Chelsea will find a way.
2: I think they'll find a way to give up a goal. Okay. Maybe even an own goal.
1: It's four straight without a clean sheet.
2: I know. That's what I'm saying. They'll find a way. Of
1: powerhouses reason. like Burnley and Swansea.
2: Oof. That's my point. That's I know, my I know. point. I'm, just he- I'm helping you out here. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Oh, my God. For the first time, we're, out, we're just helping each other out yeah, on an opinion. This is, this is great. There's no facts that are getting in the way of my opinions. I don't <laughs> know what to do.
1: Next thing you know, we'll start writing stuff down before the podcast. Let's not get crazy here.
2: The closest thing we'll get to writing stuff down is selecting our DraftKings teams, which we have done prior to this podcast. Uh, Let's get started here. Uh, As the person who constantly fails, I will go first. Uh, I have Tom Heaton in goal. I said it before. I'll say it again. At 4,200, he is still a tremendous value. Uh, As my defenders, I didn't read your article, but I selected Kyle Naughton anyway because Uh he's much less expensive than Martin Olson. Uh, And I also selected even less expensive than Kyle Naughton. The other Hall player that I selected was Andrew Robertson, Andrew Robertson. That's yeah. correct.
1: Um, I have all of those guys. Excuse Just me. No, me. I don't. <clears throat> I didn't go with Heaton. <laughs> I have not known Robertson, obviously. I mean, this is basically. Obviously. My, well, it, it was my article. That's why. It's basically my oh. article um, lineup. And then I went with um, Yakupovich, actually. I don't think that Lester. I don't, I'm not. I don't believe in Lester, so Kukovic at 4100. You know, obviously, um, like I could pay up for Heaton or Victor Valdez. I would even consider. But um,
2: now, do you the, believe? Do you believe in Robertson because of the crossing possibilities? Because Lester tend to give up crosses, or are you believing in Robertson because there's also a clean sheet possible?
1: There was possible? there was no consideration about a clean sheet. There, there, never. Never do I consider clean sheet for defenders,
2: but okay, I, but, I
1: look at it as as bonus. It's for as unpredictable as clean sheets are for um, for goalkeepers, they're obviously just as unpredictable for defenders. So it, it literally does not play into my consideration. Fair. Um, so what do you think about Peter Check at four thousand four hundred?
2: I thought it was interesting. I did see that. Um, I think it's it's the perfect price to tempt you into that mistake. Why do you think it's a mistake, though? Because like uh, I don't think he'll get enough saves to offset the number of goals. Okay, why not? I, I, actually, I mean, like, I, I I still believe that Liverpool, when they are in big games, they will play well.
1: Okay. He's had at least three saves in six straight games. Yeah, but that means nothing when
2: when the other team scores two or three.
1: Um, It's still positive, but I I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, I, I, so you I think? So you Shaq, think Liverpool's going to score trust two Shaq or three?
2: Over Mignolet, I'll, I'll give you that. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, Mignolet's at forty nine. That's my point. That's not that's not a bad price either.
2: No, I think that's a terrible price.
1: If you think I they're going to they, win, I think they should be switched. Well, they they're not going to switch. I mean, Liverpool's favorite. My at home. my
2: point my point is is that I think the I think that the value is better on Czech than on, uh, than on Mignolet, and I believe that Czech should be at forty nine hundred and Mignolet should be at forty two or forty four.
1: But if you think Czech is worth forty nine, then you have to think that he's making enough saves to offset the, the goals. Alone. No, I th-
2: I think he has a better chance for winning. Wow! So those five points. Wow. Okay. The five points for winning helps. Jeez.
1: Okay.
2: Wow. It's only it's only because Liverpool have been so bad at closing teams out that yeah you know, they they will give up they will give up the bad goal.
1: Yeah, I guess you you've now walked into this being like a high scoring game.
2: I I never said it wasn't going to be. You oh, okay. were the one was going okay. Okay. to be.
1: Okay. Um Would you prefer Lee Grant at 5,400 or Ben Foster uh, at 52? Grant's home against Burrow and Foster's home I will, against
2: Palace. I will almost always take the less expensive goalkeeper. Okay. There is very, very rarely, if I view people, two players even remotely similarly, I'm going to take the one who's less expensive. Yeah. Okay. I would still take Heaton at like $1,000 below both of them though.
1: <laughs> yeah. Pirelio Gomez is once again the – or actually they're not even – he's the – um cheapest homekeeper although they're not even favored so do with that as you like anyway um
2: i'll, I'll, I'll continue to pass
1: yeah okay <laughs> all right Midfielders. um right now do
2: you have any true forwards no i don't either
1: great <laughs> there's no reason to on this slate um nope, there's not the only one is like the most expensive one is gabby adini which i made my opinion of him clear earlier and okay. then the next playable one is Olivier Giroud, who may not start. And then it's Ben Teke. Like, oh,
2: Correct. No, yeah, pass. No, no. pass.
1: Um, so right now, uh, I'm still going back and forth on Chris Brunt. I have him in there now. So I have Brunt, Robbie Brady, um, Grosicki, Sigurdsson, and Coutinho.
2: I have Brady, Townsend, mm. Lazar Markovich. You called that earlier. Yeah, that was very, very happy and proud of you. Uh and I have Sigurdsson as well and Alexis Sanchez.
1: Ah, so you did go Sanchez. Yes, I did.
2: Um In fact th- th- the first three things I did was take Tom Heaton, Alexis Sanchez, and Gilfie Sigurdson, and I tried to make it work from there. Yep. Yep. That makes sense.
1: Um I I'm uh, six hundred bucks short of making Catinho Alexis, um but I still think I would prefer Catinho.
2: That's fine. It's I, weird
1: I, that we both well, I guess Catinho is on some set pieces. I would take that back. Like Mesut Ozil wasn't of any consideration for either. Never. of Ever? Oh my
2: god! <laughs> I'm chasing assists. past. Well, it's it's <laughs> not
1: so much chasing assists. I mean, he's got he, he has shown to have a, a fairly solid floor. Uh, I guess not recent. Oh, that was the Byron game. But like, you know, he's he's a one of the few players who can reasonably hit tennis ten crosses. Excuse me. Yeah. Which is I, yeah, a good foundation.
2: I, I, I also think that Lazar Markovich has a chance to hit like eight crosses for much less.
1: I don't think he's going, but like Townsend, I think is.
2: Yeah, I mean guy. Lazar Markovic. By the way, I I I've been looking to because I have eight hundred dollars left in the bank, and you know that forty four hundred can go up to fifty two. I've been considering Ryan Bertrand at that position, um, but that's yeah. a that that that's a low that's a low ceiling, high floor move though. Yeah.
1: I just, like, the, all the guys that you picked, basically, other than Sigurdsson, you're not chasing, like, you're yeah. chasing, a, they, they have just as much possibility to score as Ozil.
2: Yeah, I'm also considering Demerai Gray at 5,200 at mm-hmm. the max.
1: He hasn't started in a while. Oh, that's that's, that's that was the one I was going to bring up. So, when I, if I toss, Brunt is the one I'm most questionable about, and the one that, the guy that I keep looking at is Mark Albrighton, which infuriates me because I hate Mark Albrighton. Oh. Um and I, he's he would start over gray but um lester like if lester play well all brighton performs and so like he's he's going to be at least splitting corners with mares or he takes them all and he just sends in a ton of balls from he sends in a ton of crosses so it's like if you think that lester are going to handle hull which i'm still unsure of i don't think so to be honest but I could see it happening. If that's the case, then Albrighton will, will be a good fantasy option.
2: So my last question to you is actually about Arsenal because I, I saw Aaron Ramsey's name. And I saw that he's been back in full training. Is he usable if he starts? No. No. Okay. Fair. <laughs> All right. I think we've gotten through a lot of information today. I'm proud of us. Yeah. All right, let's end this episode of the Road to Wire Fancy Soccer Podcast then. For Andrew, I have been Mike. Uh, Again, if you didn't stay through the music of last week's podcast, uh, last week's installment of how Mike makes a fool of himself was actually probably one of the best ones you'll hear. Uh, I'll try to come up with more as time goes on, though. But thank you again. I don't think you have to
1: try. (laughs) They just happen.
2: (laughs) Have fun this weekend, everyone. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you so much, Andrew. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running.